From the Orion Policy Institute, this is Orion Talks. Our podcast brings together experts for a conversation about events shaping the world at the local, national, and global levels. Tune in as we discuss foreign policy, security, human rights, political and economic development, and various other issues. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Orion Talks. I'm your host, Suat Chibukchu. Today, we are joined by Dr. Ardian Shaukowski. Dr. Shaukowski is a researcher and lecturer on counterterrorism. He is a co-founder and director of American Counterterrorism Targeting and Resilience Institute. Ardian's research area includes homeland security, disengagement from terrorism, terrorist messaging, counter-messaging, and the use of technology by terrorist and extremist groups. And today we will talk about artificial intelligence, AI, and to what extent it can be harmful in the hands of malign actors, as well as whether it can be effective tool for good purposes to identify and disrupt such harmful intents. Welcome, Ardian. Uh, thank you. And good morning, Suat. I appreciate the invitation. Glad to be part of the podcast. And again, as I have said earlier, I've been a fan of your great work in the Orion Policy Institute as well. So appreciate the invitation. Thanks for joining us, Ardian. Um, so artificial intelligence uh, and machine learning are not new phenomena, especially for those who work or study in the field of information technology. Yet the emergence of publicly available ChatGPT has become a cornerstone for lay people like me, and it transformed our understanding and our experiences with AI. Now, those with limited technology knowledge can use AI-supported applications for many specific purposes, and this has come with some excitement about how it can be useful, as well as concerns about how AI can be harmful in the hands of malign actors. So Arjan, as a terrorism researcher, are you concerned with this new technology that is growing at warp speed? Uh, thank you, Suat. So that is a really uh, important question. Um, we're still trying to sort of sort through what we refer to as the complexity of AI integration, meaning how of companies, generally organizations, are trying to integrate AI into their line of work, and conversely, looking at how AI may be ex exploited by, like you mentioned, by extremists and terrorist organizations as well. The one mm -hmm. thing that we, in, in line of our research and the work that we do, is that we're trying to understand the potential capabilities of AI, <clears throat> sorry, in facilitating the extremist uh, activities. Uh, but also look at what are some of the <clears throat> current limitations, <clears throat> I apologize, um, and challenges in its application as well. So just a, a, a brief review, obviously, uh, you know, we're mostly uh, used to, I, I would say, reliant on traditional AI systems that were historically, again, designed mm -hmm. to recognize certain patterns, make predictions, uh, and so on. Now we're dealing with generative AI which is also more complicated because it does uh, basically, uh, you know, the models are used and, and designed to train outputs based on the data that were they're given or the data they're trained on, which also leads to, you know, uh, um, uh, image creation, text creation, video creation, and other medias in response mm -hmm. to prompts that we give, which again complicates 
uh, the task of right being able to monitor uh, what what's happening in, in the in especially when the on the, in the realm of, of exploitation of AI by extremists and terrorist groups. So, do you think AI enabled terrorism could be a reality, or it is just a mere science fiction? That that is a really good question. So. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, exploitation of uh, technologies by extremist and terrorist groups, that, that's, ne mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a new development. If you recall, historically, we have, you know, Asr al-Mujahideen, it was one of the very first encryption tools mm -hmm. that, that was put out there by Al-Qaeda. Then we have the exploitation of existing technologies such as CyberCoast VPN, the, the Tor browser, and so on. So we're not necessarily talking about the, the sort of development and exploitation of advanced AI systems uh, by, ex by extremes and terrorist groups, which again, as I said, will require more technical. Mm -hmm. it comes to extremes and terrorist groups as well. But there's a few things, few patterns, right, that we are kind of, you know, looking and, you know, trying to be cognizant about right in, in our line of research as well. So if we look at the exploitation of deepfakes, right? So that's one area of concern, but a lot of these deepfakes are not necessarily technologically, uh, uh, you know, sophisticated. A lot of them is what we refer to as cheap fakes, right? They're very identifiable and detectable to the layman eye. But also uh, having said that, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of technologies that, that are rooted in AI that, uh, for example, memes would be one example that are really, really being circulated. Mm -hmm. And they tend to not only uh, uh, reach larger audiences, but also simplify certain narratives, in this case, false narratives that also are also visually appealing uh, and they spread, you know, and they disseminate very quickly as well, right? So they're really good at visually, again, simplifying a lot of false narratives and disseminating that quickly in many ways as well. Um, a few things though, uh, you know, there's also shortcomings. Again, I, I don't wanna, uh, again, this is based on our line of research as well. I don't wanna project this sort of sophistication uh, when it comes to AI uh, exploitation by extremist groups, but uh, uh, you know, they're mostly relying, again, as I said, uh, creation of memes, uh, automated data uh, processing, collection, dissemination of their extremist content, such as bots, again, mm -hmm. again which which uh, does create headache, right? In terms of uh, in terms of uh, our ability to to counter that in in line in our line of work as well. For example, in our line of work, we do have our in-house technologies that we utilize to a track of the, the, the deployment of AI-driven technologies by extremist group, but also rely on our partner organizations that have sort of larger IT infrastructure to do that at the larger scale as well. Uh, there are a few things that we find in our line of work, obviously, is that uh, the, the volume, the volume with which uh, the, the, the extremist content is being created, right, relative to the to the past, it's really, uh, it's really worrisome. You know, we did some <clears throat> preliminary research and looked at certain platforms across different social media platforms, and we see significant increase in memes and other editorialized content uh, uh, among extremist groups that that are being shared. That it's really difficult to, again, for the current existing uh, detection systems to 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 curb or to prevent that kind of information from from flowing as well. If we look at social media companies as well, 
right? They are also struggling. Uh, their you know their hash based detection system. In other words, they're struggling with uh, again preventing or, or or interrupting or intercepting content that is uh, AI generated and that is different from one that is already flagged within, within their hash detection system. So in other words, many, many times they do not match existing hashes. So as I said, volume of, of the new existing uh, content does overwhelm this hashing, hashing system that also creates difficulties in quickly identifying and removing that as well. Uh, other area of concern that we see is that uh, obviously uh, uh, this we, we have not necessarily seen this as at a larger scale, but there's talk of, among some extremist groups of relying on, on larger, more uh, sophisticated deep learning models. In other words, creating models that would learn from previous detections and removals to avoid future detection, uh, but also generate uh, by virtue of the same, the more sophisticated content that could be, again, uh, you're rooted or based on or derived from the understanding of user behavior online, right? So those are few things that, you know, we should really uh, worried about. One thing that, you know, if you allow me to add, please, is that what we also see and we want to also point that out is that there seems to be this sort of overemphasis on, on the AI exploitation by terrorists and extremes, which is really important, as I pointed out. Mm -hmm. But also there's, uh, there's massive amounts of available digital repositories of extremes and terrorist contact online that are basically hiding in plain sight. We have... Uh, index and we have been monitoring a, a number of websites, blogs, bots, uh, you know, that, uh, that that do circulate extremist and terrorist contents. And they are hosted on private servers and platforms. They're not necessarily, you, you don't find them on Facebook, on YouTube necessarily, but they are creating a lot of engagement and in, in, in traction in terms of the extremist and terrorist content as well. So that being said, you know, obviously looking at AI and and looking at, you know, uh, utilizing AI to curb the extremist content that is also rooted in, you know, derived from AI, uh, AI derivative uh, technologies, we also be paying attention to to the sort of human moderation, right? The ability to to dissect in real time, as as we and many other partners are doing in our line of work, to monitor these uh, these again websites, blogs, on in on real time um uh in, in real time but also engage in real time analysis of of the content that may be circulating as well okay um thank you Ardian. so thanks for walking through these tactics and how the ai can be exploited so when we talk about like cyber security and cyber attacks in general not for terrorist purposes you know one of the one of the um the point is made by like practitioners is that there needs to be a state sponsor behind it to be able to make it these attacks much more effective and much more sophisticated, uh, like the attacks against the U.S. by um, or cyber criminals. So, do you think uh, AI make these groups independent from these state sponsors, so they become much more independent because? It makes technology much more easy to use, uh, especially for terrorist groups that um, don't have this kind of technical uh, skill sets and resources. That, that is a there is a, a, a very interesting and uh, very uh, 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 pressing question in many ways as well. So, 
Uh, we have seen again, uh, based on in, based on our line of research, obviously, when we talk about major terrorist and extremist organizations, uh, whether it be across militant jihadi groups or far right or, or far left groups as well, we mostly see again an effort to exploit current existing technologies, right? So AI technologies, they're out there easily available, right? So if you want to create a meme nowadays, they're easily available softwares or platforms that you can access online and create as many as you wish memes and other content, right? That could fit the certain purpose of that terrorist organization. Then we have obviously uh, uh, layers of sophistication, if you will, in terms of how content is being generated as well. Uh, I was at a at a at a, one of our research trainings in one of our centers. Uh, we we we, we use an example of how uh, we had close to 700 websites and blogs that were run by a single entity, by a single individual, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's ways to do that. Obviously, through technological means, we were able to pinpoint to that very one source. So the question that came up is that, you know, this is obviously a large scale operation and it's really resource intensive, right? So this might be uh, something that we could attribute potentially to, as you said, you know, state sponsored uh, uh, terrorism or, or, or the, the tools given to certain extremist groups to get to the point where they can run 600, 700, 800 blocks, right? From a single entity as well. But again, this is really difficult to, to pinpoint uh, you know, uh, based on the the data that we do have, but based on again some of analysis that we're doing, we do see again the sophistication and and in the manner in which a lot of this targeting and dissemination campaigns are being scaled out to suggest the sort of more state sponsored um, state sponsored uh, state sponsorship right of a lot of these activities that are rooted in the utilization of exploitation of AI technology as well. Um. Thank you, Arlene. And, you know, technology itself is not good or bad. It depends on who use it with the intentions. And you also briefly mentioned about the content moderation, right, for good purposes to eliminate, I mean, to take down the the malicious um, and extremist content, especially on um, social media platforms. Um, So what are the other tools and practices that can be useful for counterterrorism efforts um, by using AI technology, these are these are some of the reasons. Obviously, uh, one you know the ability to pinpoint where uh, where extremist and terrorist content circulates is very important, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. if content circulates in the Facebooks, in the YouTubes, in the mainstream platforms of today, you know a lot of what we do and we don't is really reliant on the technologies provided by by those very companies as well. So. I wish we had a little bit more transparency again in terms of how uh, how those uh, content moderation and takedown efforts work on the part of these social media companies. But so they could, we could better educate ourselves, right, in terms of prevention as well. And then there's a research aspect of that that researchers such as ourselves, yourself, and others in the field do is that again learn as we go, right? So there is a need to look into this sort of um, um, real. Uh, real life threat assessment, you know, in real time as well, and try to uh, index, obviously indexing of these extremist and terrorist content is really important. So we are able to track tra- track them, uh, learn the manner in which they circulate online, the manner in which they evade detection te- technologies. Um, uh, obviously, that's something that it's important to do as well. And uh, 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 
obviously counter messaging is important with that necessarily something that we do in in in, in our line in, in our line of um work currently but also being able to again as i said in index uh, all these uh content that circulates online and flag them right for removal depending on when we find them uh um obviously uh Again, the ability to the ability to to recognize where the threat exists and how to mitigate the spread of, of this content again that's certain that mostly secrets nowadays across both mainstream and other alternative encrypted social media platforms, as we refer to this ecosystem of social media platforms, that does complicate the the task right of of engaging in uh, in I would say real time uh, takedown efforts or or content moderation efforts as well. Um. Yeah, so you know, you talk about how it facilitates the the counterterrorism and its efforts, and also you know, especially with the um, signal intelligence and also open source intelligence, right? It makes it easier. So, where can we balance with the use of this technology with the concerns of privacy and freedom of expression, especially from the perspective of uh, general public? Yeah, that's another million dollar question, right? Yeah. So obviously, you know, we want to utilize ChatGPT, right? It does make our life easier in many ways as well. But uh, uh, only a few minutes before uh, I joined uh, the the podcast, I, I read an article where um, uh, there's there's criticism about uh, ChatGPT uh, spewing a lot of information in the last few hours. There's that's inaccurate, mixing up different languages. Uh, um, a lot of technical issues related with which ChatGPT, right? So again, that there is a there is a learning uh, learning curve, right, when it comes to that as well. And they are important. Obviously, we utilize them on a daily basis, um, but also uh, the ability um, to uh, again understand uh, the exploitation aspect is really important, right? So uh, there again, ability to to understand the challenges, but also how we implement certain safeguards, especially when it comes to use of generative AI, it is really important as well. So there's certain efforts, you know, they're rooted in looking at, uh, uh, you know, posting certain deterrents when it comes to such exploitation, like uh, placing watermarks, right, in the content that's generated through AI or flagging uh, certain uh, content that is uh, generated through AI. Um, I believe it was uh, it was yesterday or a few days ago that we have the Federal Trade Commission is also proposing certain rules that are going to ban the use of artificial intelligence for impersonating individuals. So we had a rule that uh, uh, you know they already banned in, 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 in impersonation of, of, of businesses and government entities, but now the rule is to uh, to also apply to the protection of individuals, right, as opposed to businesses as well. So again, it's a combination, combination. it's a mix of a potential, uh, it's a balancing act in many ways, right, that we have to again, mm -hmm. consider when we, when we talk about what are the ways to maximize the positive aspect of AI versus the potential damaging aspect of that, as we have seen uh, via the exploitation by extremists and terrorist groups. Um. So, uh, and also I know that you're providing training education to law enforcement intelligence um, agencies. So what is your recommendation when it comes to AI, you know, and to mitigate the risk of this technology by malign actors, uh, as well as being a responsible user of this technology? 
you know, for law enforcement intelligence, but also, you know, the, the policymakers in general? Yes, yeah, so that's that's a good question. So obviously, again, uh, uh, investing in, in in detection system is really important, right? When it comes mm -hmm. to exploitation, uh, we're not necessarily privy to all technologies that are available out there, but the law enforcement intelligences are working in their realm as well, which is again really important in that sense as well. Uh, as I pointed out earlier, you know, a lot of a lot of prevention, the, the, the significant aspect of prevention has to do with the ability, again, to, to detect and to uh, uh, to detect the, the exploitation of AI by extremist and terrorist groups, mm -hmm. trying to find not only the technology, but where does the, the sort of uh, um, um, violations, if you will, take place in what social media platforms, what, what should be the focus when it comes to those social media platforms as well. Um, one aspect of obviously you know aside from technologies also the policy aspect of that right so there's there's a number of um efforts that are being they're being undertaken right by on, on, a, on a governmental level but also from you know by other you know private entities as well so earlier i mentioned the ftc and some of the efforts that uh they're pushing out there when it comes to again mitigating the threat of ai across both businesses and individuals as well uh, President Biden or the, the Biden administration has re recently issued executive order, uh, I believe it was late October of last year, that uh, that this sort of calls for more transparency and, and and better standards when it comes to defining the role of AI in our everyday life, right? including, you know, how we access ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. So a lot of efforts are focused on uh, finding ways to, uh, again, uh, label certain contents that carries AI features watermarking, um, you know, and other transparency related matters as well. So this is this is something that's happening at the at the US level. But when we also have obviously AI, it's a global issue, right? So uh most recently the EU had enacted their uh AI Act, right? So it, it's it, it's been contentious and, and and subject to a lot of discussions, but I think it is one of the um important um and stepping stones to understanding uh, um, you know how certain develops how certain AI uh, models should be developed and what are the restrictions of those models and they could be applied as well. In, you know, in a nutshell, uh, obviously, if you look at the the, the European Union AI Act, you know they do pose uh, uh, certain again restrictions on how the AI could be utilized. Um, uh, uh, one example would be, uh, um, you know, for example, if you want to utilize uh, or generate facial recognition databases similar to clear AIs, right? Um, that would not necessarily fly in the Euro in European Union as well. So there's other, some other examples where AI could uh, um, pose a significant risk to 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 uh, to uh, to, uh, to fundamental human rights or be utilized in certain sec sections such as education, healthcare, policing, and so on. That there's limitations to how AI could be utilized as well. Um, there's other efforts, right? Again, as I said, at a at a from a, from a from a regulatory standpoint, um, that are being pushed out there again in Africa, the 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 global bodies like UN, uh, OSCD, um, and some other uh, regional alliances have been formed, obviously in the form of advisory boards and 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 working groups. They are trying to mitigate um, uh, some aspects, specifically the the exploitation aspect of AI. Um, Arian, you know, as, as you mentioned that it's difficult to catch up with this technology when 
the experts in the field, they don't know where the AI is going. And it's even more difficult for <clears throat> social scientists and you know the, the policymakers to catch up. But I believe our conversation will help uh, this kind of efforts. And I want to thank you so much for your insights. And thanks to our listeners. Um, have a good day and take care. Thank you, Swan. I appreciate that.